And so the story begins with a beautiful, heavenly butterfly named Hallie Grace. Butterflies represent colors, joy, and change, and this story has it all. Hallie Grace was born with a rare genetic connective tissue disorder called junctional epidermolysis bullosa. EB is often called the worst disease you've never heard of. Although her earthly trip was short, her journey continues to fly high. Honey butterfly Welcome to the Grace, Grief, and Grit podcast. I'm your host, Dee Daniels, and I'm very excited to welcome our next guest to the show, Cindy Brown from All About You Entertainment. And of course, Ann Davis is also with me on this episode as well. Cindy, welcome to our podcast. We're so excited to talk to you and hear a little more about your story and your journey uh, as it relates to everything we're doing. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Um, and and Anne, this is this is quite a joy to have Cindy on the podcast to be able to oh, yeah. really share. It's it's a wonderful story about how you all met. And you were telling me the other day when when we were chatting about Cindy that if it weren't for the relationship with Cindy, uh, there wouldn't be a ball. And uh, yeah. of course, that's coming up in June. So uh, this is the second year for the ball. And we're very excited that Cindy was a part of the uh, original plan. Yes, Cindy, I really do believe if you and I had not met six years ago, something like that, I don't think the ball would have happened last year and or this year. And so I really believe that we were meant to meet. And I know you know that. I mean, we've talked about this many times, but I'm just so grateful. Basically in in a dark park (laughs) in the middle (laughs) of the early morning. Yes. In a very sketchy way, which is great. That makes it even better. That kind of story. I I love that it was sketchy. Uh, (laughs) uh, So yeah, explain a little bit, Cindy, about, about how you guys met and, and how, this relationship came about. So uh, as part of a, a wedding coordinator's job or wedding planner, so I'm just a wedding coordinator. Um, we sometimes help out of town brides uh, secure uh, parks. Savannah, Georgia is where we are. So like if you want to get married in an outside park, you have to uh, secure the square. And back in the day, we used to line up outside of the parks and rec office in the dark, in the mm-hmm. scary part of town. Mm-hmm. And Whoever was there first was supposed to get first dibs on whichever square or park that they were going to get. And Anne was there, what, three o'clock in the morning? I think it yeah. was leaving in the car. Yeah, <laughs> that's accurate. Yes. Was, it was leaving in the car. Like, as soon as we approached, the two of them jumped out of their car. <laughs> we were here first. <laughs> they didn't say that, but, you know, just like, we saw that was the vibe. <laughs> out and they they parked there and when you're sitting there you can't just like not talk so we just started right. talking and we just like bonded like like almost immediately just talking about when because i just love weddings and i love talking about weddings and stuff so we were just talking and talking and talking and then when we finally went in the office and went first of course and she came out hysterically crying and i was like what is going on and they some glitch in the office they had booked yeah. a date oh no yeah yeah, yeah. We, I just can't. I'm just like, come here. Yes, that was the 
last thing I remember was just hugging you. Like yeah. I remember you like stood up and like literally just embraced me and let me probably like sob all down your shoulder. Gosh, it was the worst. I felt so awful. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> it was a horrible moment. So, so I'm going to pray for you. I'm pray yes, for you, you did. And it's going to be okay. You Aww. did. And that was like the first thing that made me yep. feel like, okay. Because, you know, as a bride, like you have an idea of exactly what you want. And by the way, the reason you and I got along so well is that you were there for a bride who wanted a different date. I'm just going to point yeah. that out. Because if you. Oh, yeah, had, different date. Yeah, yeah. Different date. If we had wanted the same date, I don't know how that would have gone down, but she would have been, um, no, it was like the weekend after I wanted. And so we were like fast friends at that point. I was like, Oh, you're not a threat. This is great. Like we could, we could be friends now. Um, but you know, I was, I was the bride that like, I knew I wanted Forsyth park, which is like the big spot here in Savannah. Right. And so I had planned this out. We had come down the night before cause we didn't live in Savannah at that point. Like you said, we were at like three in the morning, sleeping in the car, waiting to jump out. Such dedication. Such dedication. <laughs> and I had followed all the rules. And then the glitch happened and they had already booked it. They did say they would work with us, but it was like already effectively ruined in my mind. And I just felt like my whole world had come crashing down, which sounds silly now looking back on it. But at the time, like, you know. Weddings it's your wedding. Days. Yeah. It's once in a lifetime, right? Exactly. Like I planned my whole life. So I walked out and I just remember like <laughs> Joe didn't even know how to handle me at that moment. Like he was like, I don't even know what to do. And oh. you were there waiting because you were the next one to go in. And it was just so sweet. And I felt so um, loved in that moment by you. And I had literally met you like three hours earlier crazy. But the cool thing about it too, was that then as we had sat there and chatted, we found out that you guys owned all about you entertainment, which we had actually looked into for DJing anyway. And so we ended up booking y'all to be our DJ for the wedding. So we ended up working together. anyway. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Which works out nicely. Yes. Again, I feel like that was how it was meant to be so that I could then meet you, have you guys DJ the wedding, but also become like good friends. I mean, through that whole process, I felt like I became such good friends with you and Jeff. And then we ended up moving down. Yeah, that was so cool. Cindy was such a good like welcoming committee. I remember us going to the cat cafe together. Remember? I almost came home with like 10 more kitties. Everyone does that. Yes. Um, So Cindy, walk me through a little bit when, um, you know, when, when Hallie passed, what what was that like on your side as as a friend and and someone who had become obviously part of their journey um i would imagine there was just an insane amount of shock and 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 sorrow and and all of that it was so sh- like just when you announced that you, there was something wrong right what and then i went down a rabbit hole i never heard of eb i still can't even pronounce it horrible you, all you want to do with a baby is squish their cheeks, feel their face, and just love on them. And you can't because yeah. you want to hurt your baby. Just thinking about it, just thinking again, just makes me, I, gosh, I know. And, and, and so I'm, I'm so glad when you approach me, I'm like, let's do something. I'm like, yes, let's totally do something. Yeah. And, and how did that go? Um, you know, the, 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 one of the things we haven't talked about yet is, is, Going from this moment of loss 
and continuous grief to yeah. then where where is this taking us? Where are we going? And how do we honor mm-hmm. our child? And and I how did that process start when you were planning, you know, we're going to do something with this? Um, yeah. So just a brief rundown was, and this is probably gonna make me sound a little crazy. I don't know, but um you know, I think when, when Hallie first passed, so it was September of 2021 that she passed away. And then, so we were coming up on like holiday season, which is usually my favorite time of year. And obviously that year was like the worst ever. Um, and so I think through the holidays, we were in survival mode. Like it was literally just get through day to day. Like we don't know what we're doing. I don't even remember most of it to be perfectly honest. Uh, I think we were just kind of in a daze. And then, um, come January, we got through New Year's. And all of a sudden, I started thinking about things that we could do because we realized, like in our first episode, I think we talked about how like, we didn't have a way to parent this child anymore. And the only way to parent her was to honor her in some way to build her a legacy, right? Like to make sure people don't forget her. And obviously, our main goal was to help get somewhere against EB, like fight it in some way. Like I know we're a ways off from, um, a cure, you know, but something we wanted to just join the fight and do something in her memory so that at some point in the future, families wouldn't have to go through this. And so then I was in the shower one day and, um, we had talked about doing a nonprofit and all this stuff, but all of a sudden it was like, in my head, you're going to have a ball. And I was like, okay, like, whatever. I don't know how that's going to happen. Because that's a big undertaking, which I'm sure we'll talk to Cindy about in a minute. It was a huge thing, right? Um, But it was just like in my head, like, we're going to have a ball. And then it was like, butterfly ball. Like that phrasing just came to me. And I was like, okay. And so then I'm thinking about it. And I was like, well, it should be in June, because that's going to be her first birthday. And you know, this could be something we do every year. And like my brain just started like spiraling. And so then it went to obviously get out of the shower, talk to Joe and he look at me like I'm insane and all these things. And then he's like, okay, well, let's do this. Um, then it was the actual logistics of like, how do we do this? I mean, I am not a planner of events like Cindy is like, I don't know people in the community in the same way. All I could think of was who are the people that did stuff for our wedding because I knew that they knew events. And so I was like, okay. And most of them have become friends. So like Cindy was an example of that, but there were several others. Like our photographer has become a good friend. Our wedding planner had become a good friend, you know, just different vendors that we had hired that had become big parts of our lives anyway. So then we were like, okay, well, maybe I can reach out and just ask like, how? (laughs) Basically my first question was like, help me. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, I need some sort of help. And so I will admit, like, there was a fear that went along with it because I have never been a person in my whole life to ask for help in general. Like, I just don't, even with Joe, like he and I have always kind of, he doesn't ask for help either. So both of us kind of struggle with that. And when Hallie was born, it was a big lesson for us in asking for help. Like we needed help when she was alive. We needed supplies. We needed 
financial stuff because of all the doctor's appointments and everything that we had to do. We needed, you know, insurance help. We needed like all kinds of help um, because she just took so much care and that was hard. But then after she passed, it was almost harder because like the reason for asking for help wasn't physically in front of you anymore. Mm. And luckily I just trusted our relationships with these people so much. Um, They had been there. I mean, you know, when you go through a wedding, it's emotional and then you have children and that's emotional. And these people, we moved and they'd been there through that emotion too. And so like, I just knew that they were kind hearted people and that no matter what happened, they weren't going to be mean if I asked. Like it, I didn't know what the response was going to be, but I knew it wasn't going to be me. And I knew it was going to be a really loving, caring and supportive response. And so that was when I finally got up the nerve to be like, okay. And Cindy was actually the first person I thought of. You were the first person that came to my mind because I knew not only did you guys do a great job at our wedding with the DJ stuff, but I also knew that you did wedding planning. And I knew that you knew everyone and that everyone loves you in town. Like I knew that you were just, you're just such like a fun genuine person that like, I knew you had the relationships to also help me with this. And I knew that you'd want to help me with this because you're a friend. And so that's when I reached out and just said like, crazy idea. I think we're going to have a ball. Can you help me? (laughs) How did that, how how did that feel on your end, Cindy? When, you know, I mean, what a, what a big, what a big thing uh, to, to, and I'm sure an honor for you to be certainly a part of it, but how did that feel on your end to say, okay, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. It, I, like at first I was like scared because like, I, I've never done a fundraiser before. So mm-hmm. that, that was new for me, you know, and I was like, boy, I got it. I got to pull out my favors with all my peeps. And so many people came through. Yeah. Was, that was the amazing part. It was really impressive. I mean, like both, both of us, like we would meet up and talk about stuff and the two of us would have that whole like, whoa, kind of reaction. Like, can you believe this person just volunteered to give this or this person's donating this? And it was just such like exciting meetups every time. Like it was just, it, it always pumped me up to meet with you because I knew like somebody else had come through for us. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. How did you start the planning process? Uh, I mean, obviously you guys work together for it, but I mean, is it similar to any, anything else you do, Cindy, as far as like other things that you plan? I I mean, yeah, it's kind of like a wedding, you know, because wedding's a big fancy party. So ball's a big fancy party. And things first, find the venue. And Savannah Station was top on the list, you know, and Teresa and Emily are such good people and, and they just open, they just opened up to us and they're like, what do you want to do? And it was amazing. Yeah, that was, that was the best part. And then finding decor, food, finding th- then finding all the, all the things for auction. Wow. That, that was mostly in, but wow. Wow. I well, mean, we, so much. I mean, I, I, I mean, there was so much that we, there was a lot. Like, we needed like seven tables to put all the stuff on. But I know. Like, and, and and then when it finally came, even the mayor came. Yes. The mayor of Savannah came. It was I'm, amazing. It released a butterfly. We're all out there crying with butterflies flying everywhere. Oh my gosh. Oh, just- we were the same. We were, we were 
we had people we were naming. We had butterflies. We had tears. We, I mean, it. You know, there were butterflies crawling on all of us, like in our fancy, you know, ball attire, and it was beautiful. Like the whole process was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. It turned out so well, and I mean, I just have to say, like those favors, like definitely came through for you because. Literally, I think we had talked about this for like a day and you posted something online about it. And Savannah Station was like instant. It yep. was like within hours that we had them as a venue. Yep. And I was blown away. I mean, we had talked about maybe doing like a hotel conference room because I was like, I don't know like what we're going to be able to get. And it was kind of last minute because I had kind of like not believed this was going to happen until, you know, a little too close to the day. Um but yeah, they all came through and it was like, I felt like every couple of hours you'd be messaging me and be like, I have someone else that wants to do something. It's like, what? Yeah. It just, it really was like, everybody wanted to help. The community really came together. And I really do think though, that that speaks to you. I'm keep pointing back to you because I want you to hear it. I want you to know like how appreciated you are in this community and what a great job you do. And it like makes me emotional to even talk about because you're just this incredible person. And I just think, you know, you probably don't hear it nearly enough. So I just want to say, like, I do think that speaks a lot to your relationships with people. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But this it's such a good cause. Like, I, I don't want anybody else to suffer right. the way the kids suffer and the way you and Joe suffered. I Thank mean, you. it's we we gotta find a cure for this disease, you know. And we're going to have this ball until we don't need to have this ball anymore. You know? Yes. Yes. I I agree. And then after that, we're just going to have it just for celebratory reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) (laughs) well, and I want to talk a little bit to you and about like, how, how is the transition? And Cindy, if you want to talk about this too, how's the transition to year number two look like? What does that look like as far as the planning process? Is it, is it a lot different? Um, is there a different tone that that everyone goes for here for year number two? It obviously is not going to be a carbon copy of year one. You want it to have, you know, its own its own thing. So what's that planning process look like as as you're in the middle of it right now? Because the ball's in June. I know um, it's different. It's um, definitely easier in a lot of ways, like in terms of the people who got on board last year have jumped back on board for the most part. There's a few extra that I still have to like contact and like confirm with. But I mean, I think because it was such a successful event last year and people really saw the impact that it had. I mean, we raised almost $18,000 in our first year. And, you know, most of that was donated to EB Research. We only kept a handful to do the memorial boxes and make sure that our nonprofit was able to still run. But like most of it, we donated to three major organizations, thousands of dollars. And so I think people like saw what a great cause it is. Like you were just saying, Cindy, right? Like once you get involved and you go down that rabbit hole, it's like you see this and then you can't not help. I feel like now I think it's really just refining. So you mentioned earlier that we had a lot of silent auction items, right? Yeah, we're going to tone that down. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. It was like almost too many. Like I think people got overwhelmed. And so there were a few items that didn't go. And I just think it could have been a little bit more like built up in the bidding if we had less things and like um, more intentional items. Um, so this year, I think we're going to have a donation application form because obviously we appreciate any donation that every anyone would ever give us. And we don't want to be like too picky or like turn somebody down in a way that makes them feel like we don't appreciate it because we do. But like if we already have, you know, a million um, makeup things or something like that or a million restaurant things like we're going to just kind of make sure that we have a certain amount of each thing and that we have a variety of values so that everybody feels like there's something that they can access um, and bid on and get something kind of cool from. So like that's one area that I think we've tweaked a little bit. Also this year, different than last year, we have a podcast, which is amazing. You know, so uh, being able to actually talk to a lot of people about what's going on prior to the ball, I think uh, is is really an amazing thing. And, um, you know, and one of the things we definitely want to talk about through the podcast is like, we were talking about that silent auction and things um, that people will be able to do at the ball that night, all of that money. And you touched on that briefly, but all of that money that comes in is used very specifically. And, you know, I, I love so many of the things that you guys do, including helping other families. If you want to touch briefly on that, because that's something that, that you'll be doing with the money that comes in from this year's ball. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the money, every cent, that comes in like a hundred percent of everything that comes through that door for the ball goes towards the fight for EV, right? So it's very intentionally spent money. Um, for instance, we work with these three other organizations like we did last year. So we work with EV research partnership. We work with, we work with, um, Deborah of America and we work with, um, EBMRF, which is the EB Medical Research Foundation. And so basically they, some of them might actually show up, like some of their um, staff might actually come to the ball this oh, year. Oh, that's amazing. Really exciting. Yeah. Yep. Um, and we've worked with them a lot closer over the last year. So they actually know a lot about our nonprofit. And so a lot of that money is earmarked to be donated to them because they have specific things that they put it into, like specific pots that that goes into, right? Um, but for our nonprofit heroes for Hallie Grace, uh, like you said, we help the specific families. So we do the memorial boxes. In fact, we sent out two more today, which is unfortunate, but we put together these memorial boxes. Each one costs about $250, including shipping, but it's got personalized things for the people who have been lost. And so I remember we've talked about this before, Joe and I getting gifts from people after Hallie passed that were related specifically to her, it allowed us to have a physical presence of her still in our home. And that was such a huge comfort. And so we want to be able to gift that to other people that may not have as much um, available support. And even if they do, we want to add to it, you know, so we do the memorial boxes, but then for people living with EB, we can also help them in certain ways. So, you know, Deborah of America can help provide the medical supplies, but you know, sometimes they might need specific clothing that's like made of bamboo or they might need, you know, um, 
different resources that we can help them find. Like there's all kinds of ways. Um, sometimes if there's siblings involved, we'll get, actually send them like sibling gifts so that they don't feel left out if they've got a EB family member. Cause I know the EB family member can take up a lot of the, the parents care time. Right. So I think just um, any money that we keep in our nonprofits bank account goes specifically to that. We have that sitting there for anyone who reaches out in the EB community that says, hey, you know, I really could use some extra help here. So, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, it really is. And I know you have personal relationships with all of the families you talk to them whether they oh, yeah. are in this country or not you you are you are talking to people in other countries and other uh, yeah. families that are in other states that are just like you know going through it and i know you're providing them with some essential things that they need but also that emotional support that can only come from someone i believe who has walked in some similar shoes yeah Yeah. I mean, I think we all need each other, you know, um, they, I think mentally and emotionally saved Joe and I when we were going through it. And so we just want to pay it back, um, or pay it forward, if you will. Um, we've actually met some of the families in person now they are like family to us. And so, you know, I never want them to feel like they have to go without something. Um, and living the life with EB is so stressful in general that it's like, if we can take one thing off their plate, it just makes us super happy to do that. So yeah, uh, we love all of the EB community. We think they're all amazing. And we're just happy to be able to help in any small way that we can. Yeah. And the ball is going to be a great way to do that. Um, And before we end the episode, I want to talk a little bit about Cindy, all about you entertainment um, and all of the wonderful things that you do. Now, first of all, tell me how many DJs do you have? It sounds like you've got a little roster. Yeah, we have 10, including my husband. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot. Uh, it's um 10 guys and i have four photo booth girls and uh we do we we do a lot <laughs> we have like a great the biggest year ever we we ever had we did almost 400 events last year oh what? wow yeah it's crazy <laughs> once covid was over and so we're like okay, okay we'll do it we'll do it we'll do it we'll do, we'll do, you know we you know you just don't want to say no anymore because you get scared that something's going to happen again so we just yes to everything and so yeah we do a lot of weddings and it's a lot incredible yeah it's fun it's fun and i I love my my all-girl photo booth staff and (laughs) i was gonna say the photo booth is super fun now was this the same photo booth we had at the ball last year okay i loved it it was amazing so much fun i still have the pictures of of us from that sitting in the middle console in our jeep and and so we still look at that. It's it was just I don't know. My I th- I had a sign that said like classy or I don't know what it is, but it was really really cute. It was really cute. So, um Cindy, tell everybody uh where they can get in touch with you when you they want to get on your roster of 400 events this year and try to find some some we got room for you. <laughs> time on your calendar for any of the things. Yeah. You know, like really, if you want to book us, you got to book like about nine, nine months in advance. You know, if you really want if you want your to pick somebody specific to, because um, you just go to our website, www.allaboutudjs.com on Instagram. We're all about you entertainment, uh, Facebook, all about you entertainment, LLC. And uh, that's it. Just, Look us up that way, you know. 
book them. I'm, I mean, seriously, I've loved y'all since our wedding. Like it, we just had such a good time. Um, every DJ I've worked with, with y'all has been amazing. The photo booth is amazing. You guys also just are really personable people. I mean, obviously we've become friends with you because of all this, but like you're super fun people, easy to work with. Like, I mean, just, I wish I could recommend you like highest, highest, highest. I wish people would like really listen to me on that. Cause it's, you're incredible. We just love weddings. We do like, <laughs> I sleep and breathe wedding. I've been doing like, I've, I think we've, I've been full time for 15 years now and um, I don't get tired of it. I still get weepy oh, when love it when when a parent gives away their child. I'm just like I can't help it. I still love it, you know. And I love the connections I have with my brides. Not I don't have like super like major connections with all of them, but with the ones I do, it's the last. It just I, I get to watch their families grow, and it's, yeah. it's just a great feeling. Yeah, well, also that. people should be prepared that um, if they do hire you, you're going to be dancing. Yes, will yeah. love it. <laughs> I love that. I, you know what? I would never want to hire anybody to do anything unless they were going to be dancing and this part. This is what of I'm it. saying. And this that, by I'm the saying. way, that's why you're so busy and so successful because of your passion to yeah. get get in it and do it. Exactly. Yeah. I love oh. that. I love that. <laughs> Well, obviously, we want everybody to check out uh, Cindy and, and all of the crew there at All About You Entertainment on any platform that they're on. Um, and I know that you are such a huge part of what is going on uh, with the ball. And I know that you're a huge part of what is happening on Team Halle Grace. And so uh, we love we love being a part of that team. And I know you're a great part of it. So, Cindy, thank you for talking to us on the podcast and and sharing some of your passion with us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's so rewarding to know that we can all do something with the journey for a cure for EB. If you're asking yourself, but how can I help? Then you've come to the right place. The second annual Hallie Grace Memorial Butterfly Ball is coming up so soon and it's going to be amazing. It's a chance for you to help. June 9th at the gorgeous Savannah Station at 6 p.m. June 9th, Savannah Station, 6 p.m. Tickets are still available and 100% of the proceeds go to the fight for EB. That's research, go to the fight for a cure, and comfort packages for families going through similar experiences in the form of emotional support, finding resources, or providing much needed medical supplies or special clothing. Wouldn't that feel amazing to know you were helping families just like Ann and Joe's? Helping families around the world. So go ahead and grab your ticket at HallieFlies.com. That's H-A-L-L-I-E Flies.com. HallieFlies.com. And if you can't make it to the ball in person, go to the website, make a donation. Every donation gets us closer. How else can you help? Share this episode with someone you know. We are more hopeful than ever that a much needed cure is in reach. <laughs>